welcome. Welcome, everyone. This is Sharon Smith, and this is I Am It Poetry Podcast presents Real Poetry. I'm here with my co-host, Marvin, Auntie Vice, and we're here to talk about the movie Naruda, but we also got a guest co-host, Diana Medina. Woo! Yay! I've never been a guest co-host before. I know. It's going to be kind of off the hook, but today's movie we're going to talk about is 2016's Naruda. Naruda is basically depicted from a 1948 um, exile from the poet, the communist poet slash senator, who basically left Chile on the run of a pursuit to be to get out before the the president himself um, captures and because he's taken over for the communist party. Basically trying to get rid of the communist party. And Naruto's the last thing on his piece of his mind that he wants to get rid of. But Naruto makes it out of Chile into the Andes. This is basically a fiction story. It's been directed, it's directed by uh, Pablo Larin, who basically came off another movie, who came off one other movie himself and got a nomination for that movie. This movie itself got a Golden Globe Award for Best foreign film in 2017. The box office price of it was um, um, 989,000. So, comments, thoughts? Marvin? Personally, I thought it was interesting. There was something about this that had this detective noir going on and at first until the literal twist near the two-third mark of the movie i couldn't tell what it was and i'm gonna be honest i was not a fan because it just felt like such disjointed narrative it was hard for me to tell what the tone of the movie was because you had moments of narration that didn't match up to what the character should be feeling or specific scenes where they were talking in one specific setting, but all of a sudden it jumps into a new setting and place where they're having the same conversation. So not until that twist, I was not a fan. But then all of a sudden, I'm not. I'm going to admit, it did turn me around to liking the film a little bit more than I initially would have. I still don't think it's the best thing I've ever seen, but I respect it a lot more well, for its narrative. Common and I really do like that it kind of plays it into Naruto's mind frame because he did read, apparently he did read a lot of crime <laughs> I, and detective I, I books and it does times, play into this idea of this is a man who's just trapped, it's he's slow. bored, it's and he is feeling some kind of cabin and fever, so it does play into that narrative really well, so I can respect it for that. It reminds me of how I felt about the piano. Because I hated device. the piano, too. Slow, disjointed, and nobody in the film was likable. So, um, yeah, it struck me <laughs> like that. And I don't even know how much of it you actually were awake for. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Hmm. 
Yeah. Damn, I'm wrong. I'm definitely calling me Diana. Super hard read. Um I um I I liked it. Um I think I will say with the caveat that I am a Spanish speaker. And so watching the movie was a different experience for me because the subtitle following the whole narrative through subtitles, I can see how it would be hard. Um, and so I was, they didn't translate everything. Um, that's also, um, one of the reasons why, uh, I used to enjoy watching game of Thrones in Spanish was to see if the translation was actually (laughs) accurate. Because sometimes exactly. um, the the caption translation people, they take shortcuts. And so I feel like there was so many things that could have been translated that weren't. Um, the like one thing that was um, confusing, uh, I had to watch two or three times at the beginning um, because once there was like the self narrative between the cop that was chasing Naruta and then Naruta himself, those two dudes sounded too <laughs> similar in terms of their voice and tone and so they really needed a different voiceover person to contrast um yeah so with that as like the overarching thing i really i really enjoy period movies like i was admiring like the background like the decor like what people were wearing like in that first scene where like pablo neruda's talking to all the senators i'm like that is the nicest bathroom i've ever seen look at how pretty those urinals are I mean, there was gems of like nine of like the, you know, 1940s fashion that I really mm-hmm, appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I had to look up a couple of the uh, Chilean uh, insults because I was like, oh, we don't say that in Mexican Spanish. So those were fun <laughs> as well. Um, overall, I would say I, um, I liked the fictionalization. I liked the crime movie noir, like cat and mouse play that they had between um, you know, the cop and the, and Neruda. Um, I thought, uh, I thought some of the characters were likable to me. Like I really liked Neruda's wife and kind of her, like there was one point where she's like, I'm actually the artist, but like, whatever, you know, and that kind of illustrates the sometimes behind a man is like a woman that's like, yo, like, can you step into your greatness and stop like lollygagging with the ladies in the whorehouse? Cause like you got shit to do. Um, so there was a couple moments like that, that where I was like, yeah, that, I appreciate you. You're, you're helping this man find his greatness. I think there was something charming about that. Like you said, there's, yeah. there's yeah. certain things about it where I just really did. Like that speaks to this period piece that I love. Like you said, when they're driving in their cars, it's not like an actual realistic scene. It plays into that noir detective vibe where mm-hmm. you see in those films yeah. in those days where they had that little green screen where it looks like they were, where it just has that green screen effect when they're traveling. They, like, even the detective, I think his narration was incredibly stupid and inconsistent, but I still love their voiceovers. You're right. There are certain moments where they did sound alike, or even when Neruda was doing his first poetry piece, and he's doing his narration about being um, an artist and a senator, it was yeah. hard to tell which part for me personally, purely, and I think it's also because I don't understand Spanish, but it was hard for me to discern when, when he was reading his pieces or when he was narrating personally. That yeah. was just me. I, I don't know about you. So I was looking into his poetry and stuff and a lot of stuff. I was trying to figure out the ones that he was saying on the movie. Yeah, I couldn't find them, but I did find out that the book that, 
he did finish a book while while he was running. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. It was called it was called Canto General, General, and it was basically that's what the that's what the uh, the guy with the yeah. glasses who got caught mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. pitching around. He was actually pitching his book around yeah. in the mailboxes and stuff and sending them through. It was actually an actual book that he actually finished off yeah. while he was um while he's on the run. So uh, the the detective his name was Oscar. Oscar, uh, I think it was um lots of syllables. <laughs> it, it was a lot. Diana, of please help us from butchering Spanish anymore than yeah, we should. I, I'm going to butcher it too because I wasn't paying attention to that, and I also didn't think his last name was that important because there was that scene at the when he when he tried to go find Naruta in the brothel mm-hmm. where he was like my mother worked in one of these places for 30 years mm-hmm. and I could very easily be, you know, the son of someone else. And that's just the mm-hmm. last name that he picked because his mom told him that was who his father was, but that probably wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was an interesting thing and I couldn't say his name either. And then that also just made me realize how, um, even in Latin America, um, South America is has much closer ties to whiteness and Europeanness than Latin than like Mexican and Central America do, um, and you could see that in the last names and in the influences of you know of when they're speaking French and like at the end when he's like you know like Pablo Picasso's his homie and I'm just like okay this is like all of that was very um, telling in terms of yeah, like, the Eurocentricity yeah. of it. Yeah, no, this movie, for the everyone. most part, was accurate in some of its depictions and historical context. I mean, what I did really like about this was they were not holding back in their depiction of Naruto. He was a fat, mm. balding man. He was not, by yeah. no means a good-looking dude. And they yeah. were not... They did not hold back on his flaws and his womanizing ways. Like, he's a complete dick to his wife, too. Yeah, I did make a note... He was mm-hmm. a dick. And I made a note. Like, I have my notes here. And one of the notes I, I made know, was, was such a dick. lovely use like, of eyeliner I mean, and really poetry reading. Um, in that, but I mean, and the horse is questionable when he was Lawrence of Arabia. In that yeah, world. yeah, yeah. I, was, I noticed that, too. Like, his like, wife was guy liner on supposed him. to be the voice of like, people, but he's girl, in all like, of this luxury <laughs> at the same time. You know, well, I know uh, what Auntie was saying about yeah. she was from Auntie Vice was saying about Naruto. You just hoping with all the stuff he was doing, that, you were hoping that he'd get that caught. In between the way he treated his uh, wife and then the woman that he was with, like the only person I kind of liked was his actual wife because she stood up to the Communist Party and she's like, "I'm not going to lie, you know, he owes me he owes me a shit ton of money, but you know, beyond that, mm, he's a good guy." Yeah. I mean. Um, Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. So we found out that it was actually his his ex wife that was. was Right. That was basically went to the police, but his real, yeah. the real wife, he, he was his second wife, the aristocratic yes, the dad, Argentine yeah, that was the, wife. That was yeah. the woman he was with. That was his wife, yeah. the second wife that he was with now. So and he does talk, he does talk a little bit about, and it, I think that also got lost in the trans, subtitle translation mm-hmm. where he's talking about his own humble beginnings before he was a politician yeah. when he's like yeah. getting dressed up to 
in the guyliner Lawrence of Arabia thing, he's talking about that. And I'm like, okay, they're, they're missing parts. They're like skipping chunks of this guy's narrative. And I, um, I almost appreciated that he was such a, uh, um, no, not dislikable. He was unlikable as a character, but I think it was because poetry was the other character in that movie. Like there was so many times when like an exile he's writing and they're like putting his writings in the trash cans and you know, the people in the fields are like reading them and it's kind of like, that's taking on a mind of its own. That's different than the artist who writes it. The artist who writes it is the flaw, but the, the words of the movement, you know, are, are their own character. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely had a Kanye West I wanted effect. more of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm in his party. Yeah. You know... Yeah, I agree. Like, as much as I can respect this specific direction of this movie, like I said, like I wasn't a fan of it until near the end. But I would have loved to see something where they showed the actual communist suppression going on in Chile and Naruto's hiding yeah. in multiple houses with his supporters and admirers, and how his writings actually affected how the country thought. Like he led a really interesting life. I, and by no means do I commend him as a person or do I agree with his specific brand of po- political thought, not, not trying to give away what I think or feel, but he led an incredibly interesting life. Like, dude, yeah. he's yeah. been through multiple coups, <laughs> multiple political changes. But this movie chose to focus on his, essentially his mental health. Not that I'm bashing it. I think that was an interesting move. Mm -hmm. But personally, I kind of would have loved to see something that showed the (laughs) events and how he dealt with it. Yeah. I like you. I like that Marvin said, like, it was kind of like he he had like a, like, was he the Kanye West of his time? And like, that's my question. Right? Yeah, no, like, it feels but, like that. It, like, it literally there's some like, that. like lyrical genius that is like fueling things, and then all of a sudden it's like, Kanye, you're running for president. Like, what are you doing? Like, is that is this like nineteen the nineteen forties equivalent of Kanye? Exactly. Homie, homie was in whorehouses. There's actual allegations. Like he literally wrote in his memoir, he raped a maid. Like, dude, homie is the Kanye West of his time. It, yeah. So it does make it does make um they did point out in some of the critics. That this was like an anti-biopic of him, basically like oh. the oh yeah the, you totally the director get that. kind of the yeah. director's like intentionally unflattering yeah he basically a lot uh. of stuff he didn't really want to you know show him he they know the story but they you know this was basically like a depiction of what could have oh, happened while out he of rear window. was running yeah and it seemed that um the director um, Pablo was uh. Of of um a real good a real fan of um Hitchcock movies, so yeah oh I got I that could too. see that you know I now that now that you totally mentioned it, I could see that totally does. so a lot of the, yeah. a lot of the shots he was taking you can see, you can you know the 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 back or the background of the cars <laughs> the car moving but it's you got a yeah weird, uh, in shot. the the scenes in the yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, sne- yeah. the scenes in the snow too felt a lot like that like right. that mm-hmm. kind of, like the echo like when he's like screaming in the middle of the snow like. You know. Mm-hmm. Also, side note, I was like, "Is he wearing a poncho and a kangle hat?" Because that's what it looks like. 
I think he was. It looked like it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, it's a Kangle hat. Is this where the fashion came from? <laughs> but, but I think my biggest, my biggest thing... So I was looking at a few clips and stuff, and I was surprised. I didn't, I didn't remember this one, but uh, there was a, there was a point, there was a part where um, uh, Neruda, um, his wife Delia, and um, um, basically um, his name is Arwaldo. He's the, he was the base of the driver. He was one of the drivers um, that when when Naruto was running around the the political building, the pleasant building, and he was honking at the horns, I'm doing that. Get off this! He was one of the and there was that um the the guy with the glasses. He <laughs> went to they went to a restaurant. Do you remember went to the restaurant and a lady came over and told him to sign a book and then she said, "Can I get a kiss?" And he said, "Yeah." And then Delia told her, "Don't tell no one. You got a, you got this poet to sign this book." And then basically went into her rant. Uh, a uh, little rant of saying, oh, I will not tell the government that you're here either. And he said, why not? And she basically spilled it out to her that right now you're running around, you know, acting a fool or because people love you and adore you. They're ready to put you in so many places, but they're not going to do that for me. They're basically, yeah. gonna, I'm going to be the mm-hmm. one yeah. to get all the brunt yeah. of this while you're trying to get away and you're able to yeah. get away because someone's helping assistant to you, but I'm yeah. not going to get that. So, yeah. you know, she's basically pointing out the obvious that right now you're looked at as important or a celebrity. But I'm not looked at as, uh, as a bystander. I'm going to be the one picked up by the cops. I'm going to be the one yeah. going to these concentration camps. You're going to get away as, yeah. as possible. If, if, if not caught, you're going to get away from this and be able to still live your, that your, might get me to watch your you know, luscious life. And she basically pointed that out to him yeah. while the other guy was trying to tell her like, you know, shut up, be quiet. She's like, like, no, I'm fine. No, I'll just tell you how I feel. And then, and... <laughs> yes. Oh, I was trying to bring some politics stuff up, but this is the I point. love it. This is the I point. can't wait for Melania to be the next <laughs> bachelorette. Like that's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> oh next no. oh, that's gonna be wow. wow. I would totally watch Melania as the next <laughs> me, but what what else can yeah. what other man could she get that, that I mean she can always say to men like I had the president. Dude, Come on now. You don't I'm think not, there's gonna I'm be any Chicago, Chicago, guys like, let's that would have be Trump sloppy. But no, I I, I did actually try see to some parallel. They're gonna be down. Just because like you're right, you're right, you're right. That probably would be People but I'm also saying for 15 minutes it to face. himself. Okay, but here's the thing, else. though. We you know, know Melania is a very uptight, uppity right. person. And She's going to have certain tastes and standards. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be your run of the mill MAGA dude. And then at the same time. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, he definitely thought way too highly of himself. Like yeah. uh, my favorite thing like was like scene. when they're like dressing him in silk yeah. and he's like sucking in his stomach and his oh, yes. tailor. Yeah, yeah. A, and she's yeah. going, I need you to give me the mm-hmm. full girth so I can see what I need to measure up your waist size to and he loves it out and he's oh, like, yeah. This has to be our secret. He's like, dude, you cannot be this yeah. full of yourself. Or like the scene where where homegirl, his wife is like in the bed naked and is like, "Hey, like put a baby in me," like real seductive, like like this is wonderful, like we're gonna have like exile sex and it's gonna be amazing. And then he's like, "This is her to go to a whorehouse." Like that was well, terrible. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman. 
And it's yeah. like, dude, dude, that scene, straight out of a romance novel. You'd be yeah. a full, yeah, like, yeah. like romance novel on the cover, some like six pack ab dude and holding a beautiful woman. That was like essentially that scene, and he like completely brushes it off. Yeah. <laughs> and that also, I think, goes to speak to the, um, the allure of a, of, of loving someone's art and therefore their art and their brain making them more attractive when their package is not. Um, oh yeah, no, like, she's a total psychosexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, he definitely had a lot of that. Like, I feel like that's what made him, you know, have, have, you know, making the lady say, oh, like when at the end, when he's like reading, reading the poetry, like they're reading his poems to him in mm-hmm. French and mm-hmm. he's just laying there and I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, like poets are like the auto tune right. rappers of their time. Like he oh. was the auto tune rapper of his oh, time. Oh man! Well, see, here's the thing. The funny thing to argue then, kind of like how a lot of people go and say, is Kanye worth listening to, or should we continue to support artists like Kanye or other artists who do terrible things? Yeah. Should we continue? But like, do you to... separate the artist from yes, the craft? Yes, exactly. Do you separate? what you say about Kanye, but in this case with Neruda, who is a complete and utter political powerhouse of his time, because he essentially was, he literally had an entire nation at his beck and call with his works. Do you, looking at it now with complete foresight and hindsight, Mm -hmm. can you look at him and go, yes, Chile should consider him the national poet, or do you just let this go to the grave? And let it rest because he was essentially pretty much a, a shitty human being half, more yeah. than half the time. Like what like, was hard for me, like in that question, what if if this were actually something Chile would be considering and using this film as a reason to or to do it or not? Mm-hmm. The just the position that they had of Neruda almost wanting right. to be caught, wanting to play the cat and mouse, wanting to um, purposely uh not uh follow and be safe like that audacity that he had to do that while there's also scenes where the people that are helping him are literally going to the prisons and like we find out the warden of this terrible prison where they're sending all these communists is you know is pinochet who then eventually ends up being another like messed up dude for that country like they're putting that together and i'm i'm thinking to myself like Mm -hmm. he's got the audacity to just be out there and like you know, not like flaunting his privilege in such a cocky way that it makes it hard to, I would imagine if I was one of those people in that community of communists that really believe this to be like, I know you're our dude, but like, dang, dude, do you have to be that way? Like, can you like, can you act right for us? Cause like, we're the ones that are getting caught, not you. See, you that's know? funny. It's funny that you thought it that way. And like now that you say this, yes, I, I could say that. But like originally, like I said, I saw it in the sense of someone who's going through cabin fever and he's making this yeah. grandiose view of how he wants his story to be told. But he's, del- he, I mean, he's clearly delirious of how he wants it told. And in yeah. all truth and in all honesty, we understand what he's like. And again, which yeah. also goes back to my prior statement of, yes. You do write great. You do have great works where people can relate to you. But is it enough to completely support you in the same mm-hmm. sense of where you write about love, just like any other schmuck can feel love, can feel the same thing in the same way that Kanye can do the same thing. But is it yeah. enough for us to completely support you? Uh, you, you know, yeah. you know, Ted Nugent was also yeah. 
a yeah. celebrity who people adored too. Oh yeah, no, he's a, he's, he's a complete asshole and schmuck. He's a complete asshole and schmuck. But the difference is, Ted doesn't have the complete star power that Kanye or Naruto has in this scenario. Uh, I thought he did for a little bit. He, he even ran yeah. for president. He did. Yeah. God, this Kanye. Is, no, um, Ted Nugent. Oh, oh Ted, God, this country. So oh, did Kanye. Yes. <laughs> Why but that's the thing, like, this is, this goes back to the point, though, yeah. of, like, um, I wonder what, over, like, from a psychology or mental health practitioner perspective, like, what might be symptoms of which mental health uh, issues he might have had or been struggling with that were, uh, you know, a result of this behavior? Um, or was it, like, no, dude, no mental health, you're just, you're just, uh, uh, my, a macho print, yeah. I mean, it definitely could be a mixture of two. I mean, yeah, dude, we're re- we're going to quarantine, and you're telling me like some people don't have cabin fever. I got cabin fever at this, and he was doing like what hiding for two years while the government was like looking after him. That has to play some kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually didn't go back until 2015. I mean, till um, 1952. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't able to come back till 1952. So yeah, he's been ex- he was exiled. Well, yeah, but he was chilling with his homie Picasso in France. Like that's yeah, I was going to say that, and he was, like, he was being an ambassador in France and reading his French and reading his um poems and stuff. He even actually, the funniest thing is, in 1950, he actually got the Nobel Peace Prize for for literacy. Apparently, for, it took some fight to get him to uh, get that. Really? Right? Yeah. Um, his translator fought hard for him to get that prize. Apparently, because. The sentiment of him, like, of course, it being that era, that time after World War II, communism, Marxism, or anything kind of left-leaning politically like that <laughs> isn't looked favorably upon when the victor or that political power, part of that political powerhouse being the U.S. doesn't look favorably on yeah. that methodology or modality of political thought. Oh, I know that. Yeah. yeah oh, no, I, I went deep into Neruda's history. Went after this movie, <laughs> deep, deep into this. I feel like I went deep into costume design hey. and like the set, and I was like, "That's a pretty dresser. Look at that dresser in that little safe house." Okay, you know, no, no, no. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I just went a different route because, like, dude, no, there is no way this guy is this popular. It turned out he was that popular, and just Jesus Christ, I wonder what it would have been like if he lived in this era. How well he would have been received. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look at Kanye, dude. Everybody's like tweeting from exile. No. No, from exile. <laughs> yeah, imagine how quick he would have been caught. Oh, he's clearly in this basement. <laughs> and, how, and how did you like that? That every person they talked to, they were, he was like, they're always like, a, there was always like two steps away from catching him, but he always got away some, you know, mis- mistakenly somehow, he, he always was able to still be that one more step away from getting caught. I mean, that didn't feel realistic to me. Yeah, like I said, I kind of feel like like that was it was part for the, of it was for the movie plot. thought. Yeah, yeah, like I personally yeah. think how I like I like I said how I interpreted it as that's clearly him in his own grandiose style of trying to cope with being in exile. But I will say this: but, one of my favorite scenes was when he was in that courthouse and. God, I'm going to butcher this again. Pinochet, mm-hmm. uh, Oliver, no. Oscar, hey. Oscar grabs the crossdresser, oh, who, okay. the singing crossdresser, and 
I feel like that crossdresser completely encapsulates what it's like for someone who is a fan of this great quote unquote star and what it feels like to meet them and be an artist themselves in their own sense and that connection they feel. I think that was a pretty good scene <laughs> in capturing that. That was a good scene. So let's 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 dive in. Let's talk about Oscar. The did you Pelu Chanel? Pelu Chanel. Pelu Chanel. I think I'm just gonna call him Oscar. I, just, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. Oscar, <laughs> Oscar P. My man Oscar. I just don't want to butcher P. the language no. any more than I have already. No relation to Master P. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> but did you feel that his character? Did you feel that his character was was met his match, or he was kind of um, put on a position, put in a position that um, he okay, he was put in a position to get the president to catch his character, catch this uh, poet, and he thought he had to basically you know think in the mind of it, read some of his volumes, books, and everything to basically understand how was how this guy acts, but to be looked at. See- um, from every person who came it, close to you, who knew, who knew of him, him a saying that you are Naruta's a character. Fantasy of the cop who was, as, as Delia pointed who, out, you're a character in this story. I, I never you're a supporting thought of character, him. and then so having this is who Naruta has created that, in his head as the no, cop who's chasing cop. him. I'm going right? to catch this, this guy, is his and both of them thinking differently of whoever. No, you're a character. He was. He invented you. Definitely running from the police and everything. But I never saw the Oscar character as a real character. It was more of a fantasy for Naruta um, that he could play this cat and mouse game and that he could manifest his narcissism and his ego in creating this character who's going to be so fascinated Uh with him and he can leave all these little poems for Uh him and um, is very secondary to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I completely yeah. agree with Fonte V. Like, I, I saw Oscar P. <laughs> as a person, as a person, but I don't think that was the exact same person. I think his personality, the basis of who he is, and his inconsistent da- narrative and inconsistent ego as pretty much a formation of Naruto's deliriousness. Okay. But that's mm. it. I think that I probably was a real person chasing him. Can't find it in the real life events in history, but in the context yeah. of the movie, might have been a fake person, or Oscar yeah. themselves was fake. But then there probably was a scene in that movie in context that was real. What felt real to me about Oscar was I now I want to call him Oscar P. What felt real to me about Oscar P. Um, Detective Oscar P. My man Oscar P. My man Oscar P. Detective Oscar P. So there's a couple things. Um, First, he's like, he's a young, like, whippersnapper police guy who's like trying to, yeah, he's like trying to prove himself in this profession. How many of us have had that? Like, this is my chance to like make a name for myself and be awesome. Like, in terms of like whether this man actually existed or not, or Naruto invented him or not, like that. Um, that 
context of who he was, his profession, and like being given this like big task um, and wanting to do that task well, but also being probably ill-prepared for such a task was an interesting, uh, was an interesting depth to the character. I think the second thing was like him choosing to read Naruto's writing because he thought by reading Naruto's writing, I am going to know how to catch this guy. And then Naruto's writing actually turning into something that's mind fucking him and his insecurities and bringing those to light. I thought was also a really funny, just like beautiful way that that probably is what contributed to the inconsistencies in this character because he's his like there's once like at one point he tries to hit on naruto's first wife and homegirl's yes. like no thanks <laughs> and he's like look at me i'm handsome i'm hot like this dude's a fat balding guy and like why don't you want me dude like what's going on and like and then he's like why is this woman so beautiful when like we know what naruto looks like like there was also that part to me that was like yeah how many dudes feel that like that's a total ego moment um, you're right he was so, a total adonis <laughs> yeah I mean, I was like, Oscar Peake could get it if I lived in the 1940s. Like, he's a oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. No, no, yeah, totally. As a straight male, when I saw him in his leather jacket riding a bike, I'm like, I Yeah, in the Andes, I was like, you are choosing to not wear a poncho in this place? Because you're like, no, I will remain a, po- a police badass in the mountain. Le- yeah, no, he was jacket. riding his, like, in the left, I was like, like give it to me. of the movie, he was wearing, like, he's wearing his leather jacket <laughs> on the goggles. fucking cafe racer. Like, like I'm going, I was like, I go yeah. gay for this man. I go gay for this yeah. man. And also, I think the, the revelation in the brothel of him saying, like, my mother worked in a place mm. like this for 30 years yeah. also speaks to the, the, the need for prop, probably you know, he probably felt less than his whole life in, mm. in, you know, a character like that would probably feel less than their whole life would probably be constantly searching for affirmation and validation in these external things. Like, look at me doing a good job at catching this man. Look at me having this beautiful woman, like the look at me, you know, going into like being so committed to this, that like, I'm going into the Andes to chase this dude. When I'm like, if you are in charge of a national investigation to find a fugitive, you're sending your henchmen into there. You're not going yourself. Like, I, you know, oh, you're chilling safe that. in an office and delegating that stuff. But the fact mm-hmm. that you're doing it is because, like, you've got an ego issue that you're trying to prove and make up for from some childhood trauma, some challenging past. Like, that's kind of how I read his character in terms of, like, his approach. You're going to say, um, Marvin? I was going to say, I think it kind of reads more into how the idea of Oscar is a creation of Naruto. I find it personally, I find it hard to believe if you're a detective, you would be that ineffective mentally because to be a detective, if it may have been different back in the day, but how I see it is one, you would have had to go through some pretty extensive training to be an, uh, a run-of-the-mill patrol officer, but then go through some leg or branch further into honing in that specific field, that specific specialty, and to be this insecure. Like, I'm not saying you can't be completely shut off in a very specific part of your brain to be a police officer or in the any leg of the law, but I think it's completely unheard of to be that insecure about yourself to call yourself a good detective or bad detective 
when you're going through a high profile case like that, I can see you being insecure about going, okay, I lost him this time. How do I need to catch him? But to call yourself a bad detective because you're unsure about yourself mentally is complete and utter bullshit to me. And again, that's kind of why it keeps driving into the point for me, at least, where I feel like the idea and notion of my man, Oscar P, is just a figment of Naruto's imagination. The detective who went after yeah. him probably was real, but Oscar P himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I can see that. A figment of his imagination. His insecurities, this Adonis like appearance, yeah. everything about him, like where he's like, looks like a Greek god, but he acts like a 17 year old boy. <laughs> completely off for me. Like, I'm and sorry. Serving, if, the, serving the narrative of like, even my haters are my fans, right? Yeah, he's, exactly. Like, even my haters reading well, my book. Yeah, I, like, I'm sorry. I'm the chilling president. I'm suppressing communism. I'm not sending a barely seasoned detective after one of the most dangerous political enemies that I have. I'm sending in a tried and true detective who I know mm. I can trust for myself politically when I'm trying to suppress a literal political movement. Well, you know that, you know, well, as they, like they portrayed the, the pre- detective came back to the, the presidential, trying to talk to him. And one of his um, associates, one of his assistants or associates was basically holding him off saying, why you need to, why you need to talk to him? Because I need to know what to do with this guy. I can't get him. He said, just get him. And then he asked, he asked a question. What do you want me to do with him when I get him? Just get him. Do you want me to like, bring him here? Do you want me to bring him up? Do you want me to kill him? What do you want me to do with him? <laughs> they couldn't give him an answer. Mm-hmm. They, just this, they just wanted him just to get rid of this guy and just get, you know, take him out, take him out of, the situ- of, the, of the picture, basically mm-hmm. out of the equations. But they didn't give him like, this is the kill order. They just said, just get him. Because he's respected or anything. They just wanted him off the list of people yeah, they was, can deal with so yeah i can see that being an issue uh what did you think about his um his first wife um matile um she, she so she's actually a dutch bank employee mm-hmm. so uh what do you think about her and her little you know little um monologue cameo when they brought her in and stuff oh she's like, a badass she's a badass i love her really? yeah I, she's I a real one like i said okay so completely read into his story. Apparently, the real one had a daughter by him right. who was incredibly sickly. And it kind of made, and like I said prior, it makes me super fucking disappointed that we didn't get an actual biographic thing with that. Like, it would have been so cool to see those events with the people who were in his actual life and their thought, or not their actual thoughts, but some kind of events where we see them play a bigger role in that film. That would have been cool. I mean, you think that was the part she talked about the, he owes me money. He's about the base, makes the child support part. She was basically wondering what's up with the child support. That's what she's been saying about. He owes me money. And then as she was saying, but he's not a bad guy, but he owes me money. <laughs> well, even um, so, that because they were trying to push her and coach her to what to say, yeah. and she kind of played the you know no speak Spanish card, <laughs> and then like knew enough Spanish to be like, I ain't gonna lie on the national radio if like the stuff you're pushing me to say is not accurate. Which then goes back to the idea of like you know there are sometimes moments when um, every every country has histories where there's a political uprising or movement that's subversive 
and prop and a propaganda machine that's pushing an alternative narrative like that. You know, they were trying to use her as a pawn in that and she wasn't down for it, which makes her to me a real one. I think this continues to speak into the Kanye West effect. I'm sorry. Mm. If you're this, if you're a senator and your work of if your written work is this popular, dude, you're clearly swimming in money and you haven't paid child support. No, you're, you're clearly a terrible person. But your wife, your ex-wife, might I add, or maybe not an ex-wife, but either way, the woman... No, he, they were still married because they talked oh, about yeah, big, right. exactly. bigamy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah still exactly. married. So the mother of your child and your still current first wife is saying you owe her money, but she still sings your praise? Dude, what the fuck? You're, one, you're clearly a bad person. Two... God damn, dude, you owe her money and she still sings your praises? Like all she just has to say about you is she he owes me money. Not that you have a second wife who's an aristocrat. Not that you oh, ran off. I didn't know you were her. talking to me specifically. Not that you are a fucking communist scum according to the Chilean government. Like, dude, what the fuck does I he mean, have to do to you make were you? <laughs> what you think? What you think about Delia, the second the second wife who was an Artinian aristocrat, um, and she also went to France and stuff. Is they explained the stuff about her? And what do you think about her <laughs> characterly? On device. <laughs> I know. I, I I picked you because everyone was like didn't want to say anything. I was like, <laughs> we were buffering. Yeah, <laughs> we were buffering. <laughs> but as wow, as hey, I grew up in the nineties. I, I know what buffering is. Hey, I also remember. Um, I also you know, remember when, like, when my mom used to like turn on the phone and completely kill my downloads. <laughs> I remember that. Also, I just want to say online gaming in the early 2000s when I was still using dial up, best self destruct button ever. They would use it as ties. (laughs) That's messed up. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah. Like, I thought that was more to showcase him as a person than really give you an insight Hmm. into who she was. Like she felt real one dimensional. It's okay. It, she felt real one dimensional to me. Like she's even just when though, there even to when argue they with. had that big argument about you know if you you gotta go, mm-hmm. but if they catch me, you know they'll kill me. And he was like, "Yeah, let them kill you, and I'll write a poem about you in twenty years." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I totally agree with. Oh, sorry about that. Um, and to like push moments in the plot forward when like we needed somebody to say something that was the like you know the the not the narrator and and someone in the movie to kind of push points i could see that for sure you know now that i think about it like now that as we speak about like his wives his significant others his first wife, Mathilde? Mathilde? Mathilde. And his second wife. Matilde. Yeah. <laughs> but like his worst his first and second wife. I don't think they are meant to present much in dimension, but they do definitely present this idea or further this idea of him. Look oh, at them. They're both very strong characters. They're very strong women who speak their mind. The first wife, she doesn't say 
say anything or speak out against him in the way the Chilean government wants. They literally had to silence her. Then there's his second wife who speaks against him literally like when he's like trying to like berate his bodyguard essentially she's like listen to the young man or she literally goes well what are you gonna do if they kill me like she speaks out against him like and he's not used to that and like i think it speaks to his ego or how little of it there is when he tries to act like a big man that he has to go out to essentially brothels and whorehouses to get instant gratification the fact that she stayed there like two things the fact that she stayed there the fact that both of these women and i don't know what they look like in real life but the fact that both of them are very beautiful women and that she's sitting there um in that moment that last moment they're gonna have together and Mm -hmm. she's like if if i stay they're gonna kill me and he's like yeah cool let them i'll write a poem about you Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna still go like live my nice life um, and that level of selfishness, like to put up with that selfishness, that toxicity, I'm like, he must have been putting something down real good for her to put up with that. You know what? Like, Never let it be said for that's a man, real strong toxic. Man. Yeah. That's yeah, no, but let, of, it, let it never be said that for a strong man in that type of situation when the spotlight's shining on him, that there's an even stronger woman than him to have to put up with his fucking shit like that. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. straight up, the second wife. What a badass, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was almost like this, ex- like, in the, in the few moments where they did give her some depth, there was, like, there was several times where there was this acceptance in her that she's, like, I'm one of the supporters, too. Like, this, right. none of this is about me. Like, I am enabling whatever this needs to become because it's for some greater good. Like, he needs to be safe. He needs to write. His words are going to fuel this thing, and I am one of the many dispensable tools to make that happen. Mm, that is true. I mean, it did come out to the point where even when she talked to the police, uh, we point out, when she talked to Oscar, Oscar P. Uh, my my man, man, Oscar P. <laughs> and she did point out to him that, you know, you are, you are basically a fictional character to this whole thing. You're just a supporting actor. Yeah. You're just, and you're she just, says that I am too. Yeah. She says that she is too. Yeah. He's just basically part of the book that he's writing. And it's like, really? Okay. But she did. But even with the fact of what was going on and stuff, he did have a couple of um, ident- uh, uh, changes in his identity. You know, he had put the beard on and stuff and all that. What do you think about the, what do you think about the people? They always had little moments where they show the people getting gathered up the communist people getting gab- gathered up and by the by the armies and stuff by the soldiers and getting taken to uh, this concentration camp and everything going on there. What do you think about? Did you think that the whole? Did you think that was a good interpretation of what what was going on, or was it just more just even with the little girl being he put the he put the the jacket on the little girl and next you know they look through her pockets and stuff and find a, a book. Does anybody <clears throat> know where that book is? What the name of the book he was he got in the garbage can and stuff that he was that he's been he's pondering keep reading and stuff. I think it was that book that you mentioned, like where you said he uh, wrote out a specific verse of poetry during his exile. But I, I but it, it said it before, it said it right when Oscar showed it, and it said it in English, but I didn't I didn't remember it, and I was like I should remember what that, yeah. that book is because he kept on reading it through the whole thing, and I was like crap I don't know what that book is. Ugh. 
Anyway. But no, that that being said, though, no, I think you're all right. Like the the given the time period after post World War Two, there was a very big battle between the West and the East with their ideologies. I mean, you mm-hmm. got capitalism or quote unquote democracy going against communism. Right. The suppression of communism was brutal. So was communism trying to rise against a lot of quote-unquote traditional thoughts of democracy because they did suppress a lot of thought, a lot of education, a lot of intellectuals that didn't lean their way. But again, that can't be said that capitalism or quote-unquote pro-democracy was well be good because they tried to do a lot to fuck over a lot of communities and a lot of people. They refused to look, look at the betterment of a lot of people. Which is why communism rose, which is why Marxism became a thing, which, again, people also need to read their fucking shit because Marxism and communism, two completely different things, two completely different things. But that's for another conversation without giving (laughs) away my thoughts. Take us to school. Take us to school, Marvin. It's literally like, dude, Marxism is literally just looking at what society is and allocating your resources towards that. It's never been about giving everybody an equal amount of share of wealth. That's never So are you saying Marxism just has a PR and branding issue? Oh, totally, totally. Because it just just made friends with the wrong other, with the wrong political movement. (laughs) Oh, it, oh, you're trying to make me, uh, yes, yes. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. You're fine, you're fine. This is technically the infancy. This is this is the Cold War as infancy, the nineteen forty eight. Exactly. Yeah. No, but I yeah. But that being said, I do think it's a very accurate portrayal of what it was like. Again, like I said before, I really do wish that they showed that specific part of history and storytelling in this movie. I really do wish that because it would have been interesting to see because. Neruda for his country played such a significant role in such an impactful way. He met Lenin, he met Stalin. Dude, he even went to China and got yeah. to meet Mao Zedong. Like yeah. And his thoughts of what it was like were so staunchly and pro-communist. It's amazing even though he overlooked experiences that happened to him to specific people. So I really would have loved to see it, but it was accurate. I think it was accurate, and the movie, for what it's part, when they did show him, did really well. I, I mean, the wondering that I have, too, is that um, I think there was more of sensationalism to this movie because it wasn't meant to be a biopic. It was meant right. to sort of pull the curtain behind, you know, the this, like, admired and adored person and reveal his flaws. Like, his flaws were on full display the entire movie. Right. Um, and perhaps it was more about that. And also, even when things happen in history to suppress these movements and suppress things, art art takes on a life of its own of its own. And that that part, like they couldn't do anything about that part. They couldn't do anything about the hearts and minds of people, even if they were putting them in concentration camps. And mm-hmm. he was creating, you know, words for that movement. Well, and many artists do, do like, that throughout it. history. Show, um, 
one of the well, so. things is it shows it's that. Same way, Auntie Bryce. I mean, that's why I wonder if the, if the other. Oh, sorry. One more point. And um, the, the feud, that's why I was confused about which movie we were watching because it was Naruto and then Naruto the Fugitive. And I was like, I wonder if the other movie is the biopic one. Versus this one is fictional because the that might give us of more funding. of the information Marvin was um, talking about. Right. right, Reagan did it, Bush uh, forty one did it, Trump did it, um, because art has a way of reaching people in a in a way that political speeches never will. Right, um, mm-hmm. and you know, going into this, I kept wanting to because he was such a powerhouse politically that way much more than he ever was a senator like wanting to look at that side of the story you know um no how his poetry in yeah how his art influenced politics because that his his writing was much more influential than anything he ever did in the senate um so you know i i did like it you know it brought up that and it did bring up um the question we started out with was, you know, if you have, do you divorce the person from the art and the impact? Which is something that, you know, with the whole movie. Of his politics or of his people poetry? People are struggling with of the a art. lot. And, okay. and along with um, question, you know, as America starts to deal with race, um, <coughs> finally, you know, after 400 plus years, um, how do we look at people who've established the U.S. and these major figures who are also dickish in a lot of ways and had a lot of major flaws um so those questions continue to come up and i and you know the movie does raise those um although it's very slow (laughs) reading the oh Oh my god this felt like a four-hour movie I still feel like the entire first season of Breaking Bad went faster than this two-hour film. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It was as slow. It was as slow as the first season of Breaking Bad. I said it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. You take that back. Breaking oh. Bad was not slow. I refuse to accept that end. <laughs> that's right that's true i will definitely agree with that but breaking bad was not a slow show well, it felt slow was to not. me oh, maybe if oh. it was in spanish in chilean spanish i would have enjoyed breaking bad more oh oh <laughs> oh we can have an entire <laughs> argument point that's about a different this, but that's where that's, that's, that's a different, different episode that's for a different podcast but that's back is, i'll no, yeah. but I agree with Fonty Vice. But, but I think art, it would have been cool to see that because art does have a very powerful way of speaking towards a specific generation, a specific time, a specific government, and a specific culture. I mean, if you look at com- uh, mm-hmm. China right now, which is still a quote-unquote communist country, they suppress a lot of thought, a lot of words, a lot of statements. Like, they literally have an internet police. They have literal people who are paid right. to look at the internet 24 hours a day to completely delete, erase, and take off things that are speaking out against the political party. So, in turn to combat this, a lot of 
internet citizens have used memes, used specific pictures and gifs and all these mm-hmm. things to speak out to their specific politics, what they think. Like, God, dude, the unnamed man who stood in front of the tank doesn't exist in China, quote unquote. It's not supposed to, but it, ex- it exists all over the internet. They don't even speak about it in our history books in China, mm-hmm. but the internet very well, damn well knows that image. So yeah. I, you know, I completely agree. Like it would have been so great to watch something yeah. where we get to see Naruto flex his own political power, mm-hmm. not his senatorial power, but his own political voice and just have people hanging on it. It would have been so great to watch that movie where he's on the run, but literally it's much more like the British Parliament than the Americans just Senate. flying around everywhere and the government's trying its damnedest to suppress it, but can't. But I think wasn't that what he was trying to do in the urinal? Basically, trying to tell that the president were crap. He did it in the urinal, and then he had a moment where he did it in in the parliament meeting or right. the senate meeting. Because right. I noted that that whole thing where he's like up and grandstanding, and like all the men are standing. I'm like, these are this is way more lit than C-SPAN is right now, and <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Right. President? Oh man, you would have had me hooked yeah. immediately. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah. Although his political stuff would do really well at Slam now. That's all. If he can shorten it, just edit it down to a Slam piece. That's like the poetry top forty. Like, can we get to like the <laughs> stuff that like the real people that? You know, like, where's the deep stuff? <laughs> well, they we're trying to play You're into that, like, with, broken, tormented artist and not into I the pol- political one. And like <laughs> Diana said, they just want the top 40 hits. Black they don't want that shit. I, I yeah. think we take... Yeah. But, but, I know, but we, we gotta hit them up. They need Thug Notes interprets <laughs> Neruda. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, I think somebody it, needs um, to reenact that on a YouTube channel of like famous poet- poets <laughs> slamming and like coming in and doing that would be an amazing channel. Oh, I love that guy. Wow, here we go. <laughs> they haven't done any thug notes in like three years, though. That's the sad thing. <laughs> Yo, I, dude, my man Greg. Or what was his name, Greg? I don't remember the actor's name, but I'm fuck it. I'm I'll petition to have that done again. Wow. So all right, so well let's 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 move on to the next thing I was gonna ask. So in this part we basically will start asking the big question. Would you basically um subscribe this movie to a poet, non poet, or both? Marvin? It worked really well on you. Personally, it worked really I, well on you. I don't want to give it to the poets. I don't think this is that great of a film for anyone outside of it. Like, I don't even know if I would actually subscribe, you know, give it to the poets either. Like this, it's an interesting film, but I don't think 
it has much context for anything it needs to be. Okay. On device? Yeah. It was a sleeper. I don't think there's an episode he doesn't bring up that that film. I listened, I was reading subtitles i mean i think i would have had a different effect if i was actually just like diana just just listening to what they're saying and then just getting the gist of some of the stuff that was coming on yeah well you sat through mulan and you couldn't fall asleep through Mul- hey, that's I found right out on Twitter well, they still couldn't Roxanne give it the actual language against titanic <laughs> so you got years <laughs> to carry this out he's been hate milan since we first started <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's a very low bar. In that you're entitled stuff. to. You're entitled to hold a grudge. Hold, I am entitled to hold, hold a grudge. grudge. It's a very low right bar. There, not lot of, there has not been a movie that has not surpassed that bar because you can't surpass that bar. <laughs> wow. Perfect. I have I'm a grudge still... against Avatar, so I agree. Okay, I, Perfect. I'll, I'll ask Which later. Avatar? Last no. Airbender or <laughs> James Cameron's Avatar? Like the first one? Like yeah. it's basically Fern Gully with CGI, and yeah. I just <laughs> Pocahontas with blue skin. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but coming back to my question, Diana. Would back you, to your question. Would you describe this to a poet, non-poet, or both? Yes, with a caveat. Um, the caveat being that, um, Latin American films tend to do a lot of this weird magical realism thing that nobody gets, but is like a really big thing in their, in the way that they do movies. Um, and so with that in mind, you know, understanding that because of that layer, there are moments in the plot that don't feel consistent with what a real detective would actually do, but that mm. are consistent with what happens in a, in a story that is based in magical realism. Okay. So, uh, I was going to ask you, what, uh, what were some of the um, Chilean slang that you found out that they were saying? Uh, like the, Oh my God. I want to see. Um, I don't think I have Chilean slang, but my favorite quotable quote. Okay. Um, I couldn't, um, I had to Google certain things um, or even just like the way they were talking about um, like there was one around like uh, uh, when the guy was talking to the crossdresser and he was like, oh, this man is like, you know, I could imagine him like sucking on my mother's teeth or something like there was this weird thing that he said in Spanish. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? And that's what it meant. Um, But when Neruda and the wife are in one in the first safe house and somebody comes to bring them paper or supplies or something and it's dirty. And they're like, why is it so dirty? And Naruto's like, we don't clean for political reasons. Like, that was my favorite quote of the entire movie. <laughs> that needs to go on a t-shirt. <laughs> there, we all have days where we do not clean our house for political reasons. Um, you're going to have to teach us the Spanish phrase like- for that so I can start using that like, in my own house. <laughs> he was like, no limpiamos por razones políticas. And por razones políticas for political reasons. Like, you could... Ha- you can put that at the end of all sorts of reasons why you don't do something. You're going to have to text that to me. I'm going to bug you how to pronounce yeah. that multiple times, but I'm going to start repeating this all the time. It was supposed to be a compliment on how beautiful she was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't want to work? I would understand reasons. that coming like, from a reason. <laughs> as a Marxist, as like, a bad I communist, I believe like that. all work. I, as a bad communist, I believe all work needs to be divvied up equally. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that yeah. got me. Like, like, well, on my pizza, 
for political reasons. I, I was just confused of how that's a compliment and how teeth are hot. <laughs> Hold on, let me wait. I want to Google the spat the Spanish of that just so that I can get some light. Right. What are you saying, Arturis? Go ahead. Yeah, no, like I said, I can I can see a Brit saying that. Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe because, you know, well, just like, just like, the, just like the Midwest or so, or so, or so. I wonder so, if it's like oh, an oral, like gotcha. a, a nod to like, yeah, oral. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. yeah. Hey, man, you, you know, don't know those Latin Americans, they got that, like, yeah. spicy I don't know what the Latin politicians like, were into in the 1940s. Like, they didn't have like, the internet in porn I yet. need to we know what know this what they means, like, yeah. <laughs> maybe they like the loving nipple. <laughs> Also, I feel like hot teeth can also be a um, a take on uh, socioeconomic status because mm. richer people could better take care of their teeth <laughs> versus people who are old and people that are poor, you know, have, yeah. <laughs> if a man ever tells me that on Bumble, I'm going to be like, why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my smile makes it worthy. Not smile. Well, yes, my teeth have been taken. Oh my care god, of. I have the meat. You just reminded. I do me. have dental insurance. Absolutely. Well, you, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you do. You just that. took me back. A well, few you do years know that ago, like, I was in Texas, some of the Western movies, some of the Western meetings, when they talk about the Western stuff, flight, and it was like one with, in the morning. You know, and Most women didn't have it because of cavities or whatever. That, you know, it's got gingivitis so it's like and stuff. So one with all her teeth and, and these two guys they're still pearly white. They're like, oh my god! And they're talking that's, about dating. That's, that's like just, that's like showing her. Girls. That's like yeah, showing her little ankle. She's the whole package. <laughs> she has her GED and all her teeth. 1940s cleavage was hot. And I was like, yeah, that's that's hot teeth, I guess. GED and all her teeth. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, now I'm understanding it more. <laughs> yes. That's real. There's that's real. I mean Exactly. That's Hot a new one. Hot teeth. That's a new one. Yeah, like hot teeth. Hot teeth in modern day is also important because, like, do do people floss? Like, flossing is important. You know, bad breath is real. You, you know, I mean, there's an indicator of all sorts of things with hot teeth for sure. Now I want to write a poem about hot teeth. Hot <laughs> teeth. Uh, boy. Or like, there's that song. Do you remember that song? Hopefully, she's got some teeth. Yeah. That hip hop. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> I mean, it just it just kills the whole rap persona of the grill. So it's like, oh good gosh. <laughs> oh, the rap persona of the grill. <laughs> it's like, why are you putting a blouse on your hot teeth, rapper with grill? Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but spoiler alert, in the end, the um the detective is thwarted by followers 
of where so this is what killed me so were those two gentlemen that were behind the that were with him were they followers of of um pa- uh, pablo or were they followers of that um of that um was it magistrate chief the the landowner they were neither they were smugglers i mean they're smugglers they were smugglers so they were there they were people who's uh, were dedicated to smuggling contraband between Chile and the and Argentina through the right. Andes. Okay, and so I think to them, they were kind of like whichever political situation is oh. going to allow us to continue to do our smuggle yeah. thing is what we support. And getting this guy right. to Argentina is letting us do our smuggle thing because we're probably also taking other things over there, like whatever the 1940s like version of marijuana or cocaine okay. was so whatever situation benefits them essentially or it was actual marijuana and cocaine yeah okay okay now it makes more sense because man yeah they he, were smugglers he got hit hard yeah. with that log and that was a yeah. that head wound. because that's why that's why it made sense Bring that they the turned on back. him because like why else would two smugglers take Bring a cop back. into the woods and be like oh yeah like no dude they were like no you're gonna ruin you're gonna ruin our our operation mm-hmm. you, you out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. makes more sense now. That makes more sense. And just mm-hmm. just to make the romanticism, you know, stick, putting Naruta to find the, the detective laying there. And they said, no, we must bring him with us. Or bring he bring him along. Get one of the Mueller's to go get him. Huh? Yeah, bring the body back, you know. He got he's bring one of the Mueller's to get him and take him away. I didn't understand that part because I'm like, well, right. it seems to me like you'd probably be better off exactly. and, and well-preserved in ice. And so if we keep you there, then it's like, this just goes I, away. I mean, unless I they were just trying true. to take the heat off themselves by bringing it back and just like, this guy died somewhere else. See, in my head, I'm still thinking this is, it, it's half fiction in the movie mm-hmm. context and half reality. Neruda in his own... <laughs> mind sees a lot of romanticism in, right. in the same yeah. way where and that's my consistent man yeah well, that's like my consistent man with magical pee. realism too there's yeah, a lot of but, things in magical realist movies that is like you can't tell until the end that oh no that's kind of like in the sixth sense where like the character the entire time is mm-hmm. the most you know yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like my man oscar p literally is going still narrating well into his death he's self-aware right, enough right. to go i have a slow romantic death thanks to Naruto. Mm-hmm. And then he, he opens gets... his eyes in the wood coffin. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, is this? I was like, this reminds me of that Evanescence video. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. And then it's just you know, like I, I have my doubts that Naruto would have actually found his body. Like, dude, the Andes is fucking huge. If you found the body, you might as well have won the lottery. Without the exactly. Enough, that's not that's not good. <laughs> Straight up, straight up. So yeah, no, I think that like, it, like in a fictional sense, it made sense. I think in a realistic sense, yes, the smugglers did kill him. Then in oh, another realistic totally sense, right I believe that. someone may have found the body that were not the smugglers. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then just buried them in a un, an unmarked bo- uh, unmarked coffin or unmarked yeah. grave. I yeah. also thought I also thought like modern day hipsters would really love that all wood coffin, like that. Reminds me of like like a funeral with mason jars for drinking. Oh man, <laughs> they just romanticize everything, don't you? <laughs> I was but, just like somebody's Pinteresting that coffin. 
I feel tr- I feel attacked. <laughs> On a side note, I did think it was funny that With my they were basically had a, a he was in a car driving and someone on a horseback was riding, you know, driving riding behind them, saying, Hey, the landlord knows you're here. He's trying to call the cops. You better get away. You know, you better hide somewhere and stuff. And they drop him off. He goes, walks over to these this couple, and they're basically saying, he's asked, can I stay for the night? And they're like, Why? Because I'm a fugitive. It was like, did you did you kill somebody? <laughs> and then he said, Well, not yeah, with my words and writing. <laughs> I did it in writing. It's like, that's a little bit of a, like, they looked at him like, what the hell? <laughs> Is he kind of all egotistical? <laughs> Maybe he was just making conversation. Right after I watched the Neruda, I watched this episode of Family Guy where Adam West, the mayor, dies, and they try oh, to go yes. get Wild West, his brother, yes. to be the new mayor of Quahog. Yes. And every time that guy talks to somebody, he goes, have you ever killed a man? And then they're like, why? And he's like, I'm just making conversation. So maybe he was just making <laughs> That is true. But so <laughs> that did that did mess that did mess me, and then also the part of him switching over again to France, um, being with Picasso, you know, basically gaggling, gaggling around with their, um, all the people that admired him, and then telling nineteen forties bottle service. He, he was getting it. He was getting it. So, so let's get back to it. So knowing this is that we call this part of this part of the section snap judgment where we now basically give you a rating of Neruda if it's three snaps the movie's good excellent muy caliente this is well not really muy caliente it's excelente can't believe it said muy hot it's very hot you could say bien hecho which is well made or well done what was it bien Bien, bien hecho bien bien hecho Bien hecho. Learning yeah. something new every day. Thank you, Diana. <laughs> with the hand gesture, because <laughs> with we the hand gesture. people, we like to speak with our hands. We Same feel all of our t- feelings. What are you, Italian? Same way with the Chinese. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or, if it's two stars, it's not that good, but uh, it's not one that bad. Suggestion you take a red or one snap, this it. movie's trash. I say, let's start off with you know what we're gonna start off with our guests diana how many snaps you give this movie and you can go for half snaps ah okay i would give it two snaps and a yawn (laughs) wow and a yawn and a yawn Auntie, auntie vice yes marvin I go with one and a half as well. Now, so, so this is a, so I will say I give this movie also one half, but here's a here's a asterisk on it. I think the reason why I give it a one and a half while um, Diana gives it a two is because it'll be just like me looking at um, Superman and and just hearing Superman without it being in Spanish or in Japanese. It's it's more the yeah. fact that I had to read this movie to understand what was going on. Even though I knew a little bit of Spanish, it still had to figure out what the heck are they talking about? And it got to the point where I got tired of reading. And and I will say my half snap, like my half snap is really because as a Spanish speaker, 
I got to choose my adventure in the movie. Like I got to choose <laughs> Well, and I think with the multiple levels or of narration read, and, and going both. on at the same wait, time. There was times where I was like, oh wait, let me rewind this part because I, I just, think you I just watched it in, in my mother tongue you understand and felt Spanish. it. And now I want to read and understand like, the context. Oh, there's so much because, more going on you know, and I'm picking up a word Sometimes I don't think all my thoughts in Spanish. Sometimes I think some thoughts in English and that's okay. Um, but was, the half snap for me is, yeah, I think it was, it was, um, as a Spanish speaker, I didn't have to read as much. And so that part wasn't as tiring for me. <laughs> I, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. There's like these multiple changes in narration that I wasn't a fan of. I do admire its bold choice and presenting it in the way that it was. Its twist in narration, and its, its explanation, and why that narration was so disjointed. But I personally have a very strong desire to see this movie in a different light than what I've just seen. I mean, because I think it would have been—I think it would have been different if I saw Mulan in um, Mandarin. I think it would have gave. <laughs> I'm going to say it, man. I know you're going to look no, back. Just, His nope, face is nope, priceless nope, right now. Nope, I'm just so saying. Mad to mad to, Mandarin, to I the listeners, can I give you guys another Spanish gem? This is a Mexican phrase. Okay. Marvin just did a Fuchi face. So Fuchi, in Spanish, saying Fuchi is like saying, um, ew. So you just did a Fuchi face. Like this is the sound you make in Spanish where it felt bad and your face towards Sharon's comment about Mulan and Mandarin was a Fuchi face. Thank you. That actually was because that was that a Fuchi face. Fuck you, Disney. Fuck you, you Fuchi. I'm going to need that on a shirt. Just you take your picture of your little face on Fuchi face. Fuchi face. Fuchi face. It might get wrong. It might get more on generalization because people are looking like, is he talking to this Asian called a Fuchi face? What the hell's wrong with him? No, I have to say, no, it's like Fuchi. Like in Spanish, it's Fuchila. Like gross. Ew, that smells. Oh, Fuchila is gross? No, okay. Fuchila. Fuchi face. Like that's what you say. It's like ugh. That's it's fuchila. <laughs> In Spanish, ugh is fuchila. Fuchila, fuchi face, nice. But yeah, awesome. Yeah, not before, it. not before I write a poem and auto tune it. <laughs> so like, that being me. said, pay me my money, amigos. You heard it here first. As you're saying, that being said. <laughs> I see a new ner- merch line coming up. Fuchi face with my face blown up on it. Fuchila? Fuchila. There is already a car freshener brand called Fuchila Car Fresheners that is Latino-based car fresheners. So it'll have like a paleta, a piñata, the Virgin of Guadalupe. Okay, um, that's actually kind of cool. I, I, Walter, I'm willing to buy some Yeah, <laughs> I love it. But but you should definitely take Fuchi face as like, like, imagine at the end of stuff like Fuchi face productions. Like... <laughs> That would totally work. And your face was like, that was, I, I saw it and was like, that is the perfect Fuji face. <laughs> but she cares so much for this move for Mulan. <laughs> but, I mean, there was some Fuji face moments in the movie. Yes. In, in Naruto, there was many Fuji face moments yes. when we saw the flaws of Naruto, which is, I mean. <sighs> uh, yes. But like, like I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I, when I when I when I when I asked you, um, Diana, to to do this movie, I knew that 
I was going to ask you more for the fact of my curiosity was you're going to either want to just hear just hear the Spanish and then maybe later on read read the English parts or you're just going to just basically say you know screw that let's just hear the thing and um, kill yeah. the post captions and this was just let me just see this movie without it took me three hours to watch the movie because <laughs> really? <laughs> yes because because i would watch scenes and then right. i would rewind and rewatch the same scene reading only listening only and then doing a little of both and right. taking notes so i mean i i really took my assignment to be here seriously is what i'm saying thank you thank that's you. what we like to hear diana yeah <laughs> Uh, I, I got told. I seek recurring guest appearances in the future. Episodes. Yeah, I mean anything that's like a, a Spanish, uh, like a movie in Spanish. I'd be happy to also do the like translation breaks and be more mindful of that for next time. I was getting ready to see the movie again. Auntie Vice told me, "Nope, you just go on Wikipedia, get all the information, and let's get the heck off this movie." <laughs> well, that's I'm another done. thing I will say. I cheated a little bit, and this is something I do every time I watch a movie. Every time before I see the movie. I read the Wikipedia plot summary of the movie and then watch the movie because I want to know what the skeleton of the story will be. So then I could just enjoy the way it's told mm. and sense. like know where things are going, which is so. like a lot of people don't like to watch movies that way. But I do that with every single movie from like Mulan to Sonic the Hedgehog to this. I'll do it like for sure. <laughs> so but maybe not in Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no saving that movie. There's just no saving that movie. What I will that, say about Mulan is that Homegirl's hair was on point. Like, that was, you know, that was um, like she. I don't care. You ain't selling me on her being pretty. Yeah, I don't care. No. Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't about the pretty. I was literally just like, can I please know what kind of shampoo this actress uses? Because I would like to have Warrior Princess hair. And it's, it's. A lot of buying or, out from Disney money is the hair to get CGI. that shampoo. Is and the it's hair CGI? It's Disney levels of selling your soul money to get your hair look that shiny yeah. and fresh. Wow. Sell yourself yeah. to Disney, then you can get that yeah. hair. That essentially yeah. is what I feel happen. like. I would feel the same way if they went with trying to do a live action version of Coco. I would feel the same level of Gucci faceness. I think yes. something about yeah. it being animated makes it so that okay, you might be like showcasing pieces of culture, but like, I do not feel like you are um, selling my culture soul to profit I think, off of. Well, see, for me, it was just more, it's, yes, it was a little bit of culture, also a little bit of being a film buff, also add in the uh, fact that I don't want to call myself like yeah. a virtue signaler, but as someone who is aware of what societal issues are, it's also kind of <laughs> fucking up on that. And then also adding up on the dude, the 1998 anime film was fine. You didn't need, you like, you don't need to make any more live action films. Now it's just, now it's yeah. just repetitive just because you're trying to buy yeah. into a very specific thing. <laughs> what but they that, needed to do was make a Broadway musical. Like, that's where they should put their... Like, this could be like The Lion King was, where it's like, as a Broadway musical, wonderful. As an animated film, amazing. As the, like, Nature Channel version where I'm just going to watch a real-life Simba go do all the Simba... Like, it wasn't as fun watching <laughs> yeah, a real-life exactly. Simba. No, no, no. That plays out, that, that's my thoughts exactly. So, again... Fuchi face for that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fuchi face 
Poochie face for Hashtag 2020 Poochie Mulan forever. There's also a lot of a lot of issues production wise, but again, not going to get into that because I can write an entire thesis on fuck this movie forever and ever. Yes. Hashtag. Poochie That's enough. <laughs> line coming up, guys. I'm sure Saran probably has a recording of that face. Yeah. Yeah, what you need to do is go to the recording and then like just take the take the screenshot. It oh it's it was so good. It was so it was just the perfect thing. So out of this, we, we? see that is a six point five uh, six and a half snaps out of twelve. That's not a bad that's 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 half. That's an F. What's the F plus? For Metacritic, that, <laughs> that's actually considered pretty good. For Metacritic, that's a pretty good score. So, what is the Rotten Tomatoes equivalent of what we just scored? It? Oh, the, oh, that would have been a seventy percent. Rotten Tomatoes yeah. gave it a ninety-six. They gave it a ninety-six. Rotten okay, Tomatoes, but but the audience but we all gave it a sixty-nine. That's okay. I thought that was funny. It's like ninety-six, sixty-nine. I was like, really, really? Okay. Well, really should be all... there. Should be a oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no, I was about to say. In all fairness. We just watched the kindergarten teacher. Apparently, that won awards because yes. everybody in this ep- this podcast was like, "No, fuck this movie." We we feel like less human beings than we were two hours ago. The mm. only kindergarten teacher I want to see a film about again is Arnold Jim Schwarzenegger Diesel. as Mr. Kimball in Kindergarten oh, that's right. Cop. <laughs> <laughs> just so he could be, he could play, he could try to play the "Who is my daddy and what does he do" game, and then get schooled yeah. by little girls that are woke little baby feminists. Wow. And we're down for that one. As always, uh, as you see in our our glorious co-host here, thank you, Diana, for coming out and watching this movie of Naruda. Gracias. Gracias. Thank you, there you, you go. all there for you being go. here and seeing this. We're just basically saying, Naruda, it would probably be better if you see it and sub- if you don't read it and you understand it, but I don't think it makes a difference. It's still going to be sound of a movie you're going to yawn on. Just, just, just know that. It, but it doesn't. It, and, the, and the poetry itself, you might just want to read the poetry. Just, just don't, don't even watch the movie. It'll, it'll mess your whole yeah. who character is. It's, it's, if you're out of weed or melatonin to go to sleep, this is the movie for you. It's almost, it's almost like seeing a bad version of um, Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> That's how bad it is. <laughs> but I am Sharon Smith. This that is Marvin. That is Auntie Vice. Go check out our um our um ah, go check out our page, share, listen, and subscribe to I Am Big Poetry Podcast. Check out Marvin's um IG at Starvin Marvin09. Check out Auntie Vice on any social media as Auntie Vice. Check out me. No, well, actually, Diana, where would they check you out in an off the clocker moment? <laughs> I am at off the clocker, and uh, my website is off the clocker.com. Not off the rocker, off the clocker. Yes, that's, yes. that's a difference. That's different. Yes. Check out Iambic on, on all medias of Iambic Zine. That is I A M B I C Z I N E. We're here. We'll be here next time with a new movie for y'all to check out. 
But have a happy Thanksgiving. This is going to be after Thanksgiving. But hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you didn't get COVID. Hope you all enjoy it because we're coming in for Christmas. Start shopping, people. It's that time. It's going to be Cyber Monday. Woo! Which still made no difference. Everything's on the internet, so might as well just buy more stuff. I, we should have been having Cyber Monday all year at this point. <laughs> I, 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 that's what I said. I mean, I, I'm in a toxic relationship with Amazon Prime that I'm working on breaking, I'm breaking out of. Wow, that I'm mistress. Sure many other people are. That went dark. <laughs> <laughs> that went very dark. This doesn't need to go in the ending. I'm sorry. You just put it in there. Like, <laughs> in there. In there. Check us later. We will see y'all at the movies. Gucci <laughs> face forever. Hashtag Fuji face.